Hello and welcome to the GTLA Lakers 818 podcast. It's Wednesday, April 4th, almost midnight, late here in what uh, up, y'all? Studio City, North Hollywood, California. Any of our fans, Laker fans living in the Valley, hit what us up. Eight? Hit us up on uh, the IG at GTLA Lakers 818. Get in touch. Maybe we'll grab a grab a drink and watch a game one of these days. <laughs> if you live in the Valley or LA, hit me up. Um, so last time we talked was after our loss against the Pelicans on March 22nd. Since then, the Lakers have played seven games, or yeah, seven games, including the game tonight that we just watched, which was the game against San Antonio. Yeah, we got that W finally. Overtime win for the Lakers. Um, let's discuss what we're going to talk about today on today's podcast. We will be talking about injuries. Oh my God. Lonzo injured. Ingram injured. Isaiah injured. All out for the year. Damn. I don't mean wow. only five games left, but come on. Like. At least, finish, at least finish the season playing a what? game like... Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that later. We'll be talking about... Well, since we just played the Spurs, we'll talk about Kawhi Leonard and these reports Kawhi. today that teams are now starting to circle around the Spurs like vultures coming to take Kawhi from their grips. Hey, look it. If he was going to play, there's only five games left in the season and he'd be playing right now. Like He's not coming back. Yeah. Uh, then we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about some Kyle Kuzma a little bit. Kuz. Some Kyle Kuzma. How has this guy been so good? Like, what is? I'm just shocked. He looks amazing. He looked really good tonight. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I say that all the time <laughs> because he does. But dude, this guy, dude, wheeled us in overtime. Like, dropped 30 tonight. What a game. Yeah, he saved this in that OT. Um, I'm just, I'm. I'm 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 in love with the guy. The guy is amazing. amazing. Like I've just for a rookie, I've just never. I, it's just crazy. All right, and then we'll briefly discuss LiAngelo Ball entering the NBA draft, Jello. and whether Lavar's master plan will. Work or not. It's a good question. Um, and then we'll also talk about the Lakers' three and four record in their last seven games. We'll kind of go through each of the games a little bit, starting with the Memphis game this was the game if you remember this is the first game since last podcast first of all second of all you remember the Grizzlies had just lost Lost by by 60 60. and I remember telling you that the Lakers are going to win by at least 20 I felt I really felt that and the Lakers did everything they could to not win this game dude they well first of all there was no Isaiah no Ingram no Hart you know Lonzo was playing he played in this game but no Isaiah no Ingram no Hart um, by the way, and Isaiah, he's not a part of any of these games. He's done. He's been done for he's the season. Done. We'll talk about that later. He's got surgery, right? Yeah, he had, yeah. He had successful uh, arthroscopic, yeah, arthroscopic yep. Sur- yep. surgery. So, yeah. That- so, we started this game down 12-3. to 3, And I was actually glad that Luke Walton didn't call a timeout because the Grizzlies are so trash. That so bad. There's no, like, it, just let them figure you it out for themselves. You should be worried. Yeah, like, there's a lot of game left. Like, yeah. 
And then by the end of the first quarter, we were down 27 to 10. Yeah, I remember that. There was a point. Yeah, I remember the score was 25 to 10 at one point. I was like, what is going on? Couldn't believe it. Seriously. And, and guess who saved us in the first half? Who do you think? Uh, was it Julius Randle? No. No. It was none other than Travis Ware. Oh, that's right. Travis Ware had a great game. He got yeah, hot. He got hot. The, remember? Yeah, and he, he hit a bunch of threes. For yeah, sure. he hit a bunch of threes in the back the, to back, couple back to backs. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he was part of that run. He was the main guy of that run for sure. Yeah. Um, and then the game was just—it was so ugly and boring in the middle. We're just gonna jump to the end here. Um, we finally we took our first lead with eight minutes and twenty seconds left in the fourth quarter. That's to the Memphis Grizzlies. That's oh, embarrassing. That, that sucks. Yeah. I mean, one thing in this podcast, we, I guess we didn't say, the Lakers haven't they haven't been doing too good recently. Let's just say that. I mean, I mean, if Travis Ware is your hero, like, <laughs> come on. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we went. We won the game. We won by seven, 193. Kuzma, 25 points and 10 rebounds, four three-pointers. Randall, 20 and 11. Lonzo, 12 points, eight rebounds, 10 assists. Triple double watch, almost. Yeah. Uh, I I didn't. Yeah. Well, whatever. We'll talk. Let's let's move on talking about this Detroit game. So this was this was actually a fun game. This was there was a lot of good highlights in this game. Remember on the Instagram? Do you see all those? I had yeah. so many highlights from the game. I, I was also. Yeah. Anyways, um, there was no Ingram, no Hart. Lonzo did play, and Lonzo was Lonzo really played a good game. Yeah, he was really engaged in this game. Yeah. It's like. I swear, if you just if you were to watch the Grizz game before this, the Grizzlies game, and then just if you just watch two games of Lonzo's career, just that the Grizzlies game and this Pistons game, you'd be like, man, those are two different people. Like, I mean, the way he's like can be engaged or disengaged. Like, he was not engaged at all in that Grizzlies game. No, definitely not. But in this game as a Pistons, he was awesome. He finished the game seven for eight from the field. He was making two pointers. He had at least three two pointers. A bank shot. Like, a step back Dirk look, fadeaway look nice. and like just a pull up like shot where he actually brought the ball up like on the right side of his face it looked like yeah it was kind of it was kind of interesting no he looked good that game for sure yeah but uh, I, we're gonna talk about it's it more later because I, I, I I've been talking about this theme it's with Ingram and Lonzo and them just sometimes just being completely nonchalant and disengaged like and I want to talk about it more later with another game but um, yeah, we so we were down eight at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Oh, this is gonna do. This is gonna be one of our wacky like wacky Luke Andy, Walton yeah. uh, lineup. So down eight at the beginning of the fourth quarter, we put in this lineup. It's Gary Payton, Tyler Ennis, Kuzma, Fry, and Zubak. Channing Fry. Fry, Gary Payton, Ennis, Zubak, Zubak. You got like Kuzma. It's, I, don't know, I thought it was two G leaguers. Well, you have two G leaguers in there. I mean, nothing against Zubak. I like him. Uh, but Gary Payton, finally, he gets some time. Like, but I don't why, know, down, why are you playing why in down the fourth eight at quarter? The of the fourth? Like, yeah. we need to, like, you know, it doesn't make any sense. Like, that's why I, I, that's, I say that because it's important. Like, we're trying to, I don't know, if we're trying to, win, if we're trying to win the game, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't make sense. Um, maybe they weren't. And we did lose. We lost by six, 112-106. Lonzo had 15, eight rebounds, 11 assists, two steals. Randall, 23 and 11. is nine for 10 from the free throw line. 
Kuzma. That game he made some free throws, yeah. Yeah, Kuzma, 20 and 11. So that's two games back-to-back Kuzma has had 20 and 10 at least. 25 and 10, 20 and 11 this game. Um, Yeah, with Ingram Mount, he's definitely uh, performing, that's for sure. And he's been consistent, too. Yeah, no, he's been incredible. Dude, that hook shot, man. I can't that get hook. over that. I can't get over that, just, seriously. I'm, but when, who makes hook shots? Like, I... That's what's crazy. It's like, who's who? Who in the last twenty years have you seen make hook like, shots? Even tra- shoot them. like a real Ooh. traditional sky yeah. hook, like yeah. running right and left, and he banks it in too. It's, it's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Um, all right, let's run through this next game. This is the Dallas game. So, this was a game Ingram finally came back. Right. So <laughs> Kuzma went back to the bench. Um. One interesting thing that happened, I thought, in the second quarter was Dallas did a hack Alonzo. And did they? I, I don't remember that. Yeah, they did a hack Alonzo. They just did it one time, but like, and he made one, missed one. I was like, I don't know. It was just some odd thing that I don't That's know why. Interesting. They, in the second quarter? In the second quarter. Wow. Um, and this is the game that Alonzo tweaked his knee. He tweaked his knee in the third quarter. He did not return. They're calling it a knee contusion. Dude, what do you need a tweak, dude? This dude literally bumped. I mean, I, who am I to say? Like, I, I didn't bump my knees into anyone, but it didn't look that he bad. He didn't bump his knee into anybody. His, he got, Dirk, it was Dirk's, like, just like, walking. He just, he, like, hit the back of his, like. It'd be like if I smacked your thigh. Like, yeah. You <laughs> know? Um, yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk about this more. I don't want to get into that right now. But um, it's I this, mean, did, did it look that bad to you? It didn't look that no, bad to No, 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 no. I actually just watched it on replay just today. I went on YouTube. I was like. I, I honestly, it, I don't even know if he got hit. Like when I yeah. saw, it, I looked really. It was, it was weird. Like he barely got touched. But, anyways, um, we won this game by ten. Finally, remember last time Dirk killed us. Yeah, they, they better had. They had to get that W back from them. For sure. Yeah, Ingram in his return had thirteen points, six rebounds, four assists. Brook Lopez at twenty-two and seven. Randall, 20 and 10. Brooke Lopez, seven rebounds? Yeah. Holy crap. Kuzma, yeah. 18 points. So that's two back-to-back 20 and 10 games for Randall. Um, all right. Randall's let's... playing amazing. Him and Kuzma actually have been playing really oh, well. Oh, you know what I just realized? We didn't even talk about the Spurs game tonight. It just hit me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, why don't we... Yeah, why don't we... Talk about that one right now. So we, yeah, we can just let's take, yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about Kawhi a little bit. Um, Yeah. Why? So yeah, Lakers. um, It was a, it was a good game. It was a good game. It was was exciting at the end. I didn't, I didn't find it too exciting in the beginning. But I mean, Tyler Ennis made that game time bucket. Was it game time? Was it? It was a go ahead bucket. Yeah. One hundred eight to one hundred six. Yeah. He made a nice drive and finished with the left. Like, it was a big shot. And he had, like, a couple other shots in the fourth quarter, too, that I thought were pretty important. But uh, he had, like, a three and something. But well, I don't get why he gets subbed out, again, for, like, a cold KCP. Now, don't get me wrong. I love KCP. And he's been, he was playing amazing today. He's been playing amazing for a long time. But how come he takes out Tyler Ennis, who's been in there, but you keep in – you don't put in Randall – and you keep Zubak and Channing Fry in literally virtually the whole fourth quarter. Like, I mean, are you going to really ride on them to play the whole fourth quarter? Like, I don't understand that. 
Like I really don't understand. Did, I, did the Zubak like was there or was there a point where Randall like missed on like a defensive play or something like that that Luke Walton decided to bench him? Like just totally bench him. Like you thought I thought at the four minute mark he would come in, but he didn't. And I mean, thank God the game went. Don't get me wrong, Channing Fry played amazing, but it looked like Zubak was out of gas, and I, I thought Randall would have been a perfect substitute, but. I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, no, I uh, I agree. I mean, it was. We- I mean, there's something behind it. Like clearly, I mean, they're not just gonna not play Randall for a whole, whole fourth quarter. There's something to it. Like whether it's just they're like in complete just tank rest avoid injury mode or something. I don't know. That's terrible. But um, but no. I mean, in terms of just looking at the basketball game and if you're trying to win this game, yeah, like Randall should have been in from the seven minute mark in the fourth quarter. Like I mean. <laughs> right. Realistically. So, you know, like, I mean, that's just looking at it from a strictly competitive winning sense. Yeah. I mean, that didn't make any sense. And yeah, even the that Ennis substitution, why, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> it's like if there's five or 10 seconds left in a game, you want people on the court that have the ability to dribble and shoot like in an instant. So if you're going to take someone out, don't take out Ennis. Take out Zubak. Like, why? Can then Zubak got the ball? Like, yeah. on the inbound, it's like, you don't want to mess it. You don't need, you don't want too many, like, links in when it's a last second shot. Like, you don't want someone to have to get the ball to hand it off to someone else. You want someone to get the ball and shoot it. Like, there's yeah. no time for errors. So, like, I don't know. Even that, I just don't understand. Um, but, um, uh, yeah, and then it, it looked like an overtime. Dude, I messed up with the recording. Like, we didn't even get to see most of the overtime. But we did see the main shots, the Kuzma shots. Oh, yeah, dude. Kuzma opened it three. up. Yeah, Kuzma basically won overtime. Um, you could tell, like, even towards the end of the fourth quarter, there were moments where, like, this dude, he was asking for the ball. Like, he yeah, wanted it. he wants it. Dude, he came, like, like he, he was aggressive towards, the, like, you know, to score, like, which is good. It looked like he got some like Kobe in him, like he like had that killer mentality, like, okay, I'm gonna close this game out myself. Yeah, and, uh, he was shooting well the whole game. Like he opened it up with like a three, and then he did that hook shot. Yeah, you know, over uh, Lamarcus, which was really nice. KCP hit a big three. Like, dude, KCP, how, how well is he playing? Like, nah, I, I'm just, I'm loving me some KCP lately. I just. Dude, I really do. Like, um, he's so consistent. Like, wh- whatever team gets him next year is gonna be very happy and lucky. Like, yeah. this guy's, this guy's a good dude. Like, if we're losing this dude, we better be getting quiet. I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, and uh, Kuzma and Pope led our team in scoring. Kuzma had 30 points, five of nine from three. What? Five rebounds. Um, Pope had 21 points, seven of nine from the field. I mean, that's crazy. 21 points on nine shots. Like that's, that's great. Uh, Randall didn't have a huge monster game. Well, he only played 22 minutes, so. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, like Channing, okay, Channing Fry. Damn, Channing Fry was eight for nine. <laughs> yeah, wow. this guy was on fire today. 19 points, jeez, it's crazy. Yeah, like a crazy bank shot, like in the fourth quarter, which out of a timeout, I thought he got fouled on. They didn't call it, but uh, no, he played really well. He knocked down threes and uh, yeah, he he played big for us. He didn't play in overtime though. I think Luke Walton finally figured, okay, this guy, he's he's out of gas. Like, let me get him out. Yeah, and then look at this, Alex. Alex Crusoe is a minus three, and Tyler Ennis was a plus sixteen. 
with uh, dude uh, how come the game against the Bucks or maybe we'll talk about that later anyways go ahead <laughs> yeah um yeah so oh. let's wrap up this game Lakers won this which was good because as you said hey Lakers actually have lost eight of their last 12 games um, ouch that's yeah. terrible yeah you got um, Ingram out you got Lonzo yeah. out yeah I think some of these guys, their morale is out. Yeah, yeah. their morale is out. Like, okay, we're not gonna be in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm I think sure mentally that that the edge of like competing to like your fullest is definitely gone. Yeah, I don't know. This, this is definitely possible. I mean, I don't know who am I to judge, but these guys, these those are the guys playing. But you know, it's like a mental thing. Like you know, you're not playing for the playoffs. Like the season's over. Literally, the season's over. These games are just yeah. You know, it's just exhibition games yeah. at this point. Um, yeah. All right, well, let's talk about Kawhi Leonard and the mystery of his injury. And we talk, I'm, I don't know which podcast it was. It was a few weeks ago. I broke all this down. I, I called it. I said exactly this was supposed to happen. I said he was not going to play this season. I, I, yeah. I mean, he was already not playing, but like, I just could, you could just tell all these reports like this. And now, just the most recent news is that the Kawhi is in New York, back with his rehab team, rehabbing, rehabbing quote unquote, in New York. Yeah, so he's away from the team. Popovich just asked about. It. He's like, I have no idea what's happening. I don't know. Why. This is the same. This is exactly what he's I said a gone. month ago. Um, he is gone, people. What? So now today, all these now all the reports are coming out that a lot of teams are starting to hey. Are you going to lose Kawhi? Can we take him from you? We'll give you something. And I've seen some of the trade. I've seen some of the Lakers. Like, what are you talking about, trade man? Scenarios. Let's put it like this. Every single, in every single scenario, like, Lakers have to trade, like, one of our good dudes. Like, I mean, it's going to be like, I don't know. They all have Ingram or Kuzma in them or something. Yeah, what, do you, what do you think about this? Would you, would you give up Ingram for Kawhi? Straight up? Straight up. Let's just say straight up. Like, you're going to lose Ingram, but you're going to get Kawhi. And I know... I think any other piece, to be honest with you, might be almost... Like, it's inferior. Like, it doesn't... I don't think it would magnify any part of the trade. I just think those two guys would be the ultimate trade-off. What do you think? Um, That's... Oh, man. I mean, if if I know... It's a, it's kind of like I could. I'm always gonna answer with like I need to know more context. Right. Like, what else is happening? Like, are we getting LeBron? But just, but just in a vacuum, if I know Kawhi is healthy, like if it's if Kawhi I know he's healthy, some, he's ready to play. He wants to play for the Lakers. He wants to come to the Lakers. And how old is Kawhi? Is what is he? I wonder how old he is. I don't know, like 26, 27, 28, somewhere around there. If he's 28, I think twice. If he's 26, then I would say yes in a heartbeat. Let's see. Let's, let's, um, the claw. We're talking about he's the claw. Twenty-six. Right Twenty-six. Yeah. 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 I would do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got Kuzma, like Kuzma, you got Kuzma. And Kawhi. Yeah. And then obviously Lonzo. another Lonzo. And then you got a potential, you know, obviously another legit star. Yeah, I mean, because the the chances of any person, I mean, not just Brandon Ingram, but anyone becoming a top five in the NBA, it's just low. I mean, and though, sure, you can say Ingram has the potential to become that. Like, it's to get a guaranteed top five player, that's 
Yeah. It's like you. I mean, you're you winning. Can't, you you're almost winning can't that, say no. Like, you're winning you're kind of like. You're winning the trade. Like, yeah. For the moment. Yeah. And like present values worth. I mean, do you want. Even if he comes a top five player in five years, like, okay. Can you, you wait you, for five years? Yeah. Like, we waited long enough. Anyways. Yeah, that's tough, man. Yeah, so, but the thing is, so this is, if you're wondering, why, okay, why would the Lakers make a trade? Like, I'm sure this is what Lakers fans are going to say. Like, oh, why would we ever get... Because I've seen, I've seen the comments just on Instagram, and people are like, it's the worst idea ever. But this is the thing, Lakers fans, why potential Lakers would trade one of our pieces for him. It's because, well, we have to make the trade because he's still under contract for one more year. So... It's basically one of the things, if the Lakers don't get him now, and another team, a good team, were to get him, let's say Boston, who has a lot of assets to trade, it's likely Kawhi would stay with the Boston beyond that. So, like, if the Lakers want to prevent, you know what I mean? Like, to get him, even though we want to say, oh, let's just wait a year and sign him, it's like, it's a risk, because if he goes to a situation he likes, he might just, there's a good chance he'll re-up there. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, if he goes to, like, a legit organization. San Antonio's going to get nothing for him. Yeah, in San Antonio, if they, I mean, if, if, they, don't trade, if, like, if they hear, if they, they wait know, for a year, like, yeah, if they know he's gone, like, they almost have to trade him. Like, yeah, they, they have to. If they know that, if he's gone, um, it's a tricky situation for them. It's very, it's a very odd situation. But the thing is, even with all the reports, we're seeing everything, no one really knows. Like, Kawhi hasn't said anything himself, so, like, dude doesn't it's talk. It's all speculation, but there's obviously something, um, strange going on. But, yeah, so, I mean, what do you think about that, though? What do you think about the Lakers, in order to guarantee you get Kawhi, you trade from now as opposed to, like, waiting and risking him not being available then? I mean... I mean, I would trade for him now, but I wouldn't... I don't know. It, again, it goes with the pieces. I think it's... You would have to throw, like, an Ingram or a Kuzma. And I'm, I don't want to throw Kuzma, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. like, I wouldn't do that. But I would be willing to trade Ingram right now for Kawhi Leonard if if this is assuming Kawhi is 100% healthy yeah and you know the, the, the assumption is he just doesn't want to play for right right uh, San Antonio yeah but if he's 100% healthy and he wants to play for the Lakers I would do it to be honest with you yeah I yeah, mean you almost have to you have like you have a winner in Kuzma you know you're gonna be you have enough money to sign another legit star yeah. and then obviously you have Ball who's young and who's, who's up and comings but yeah I mean I like Kawhi like I really do yeah like I felt like if you put Kawhi and Ingram in a one on one matchup I think Kawhi's gonna win yeah oh right yeah. yeah oh yeah no doubt um yeah so it'll it'll be it'll be interesting to see and I mean the reason that for LA it's all interesting is because everyone's starting to think Kawhi's starting to don't well, get me wrong. I'm sorry. I, I just want to say I love Ingram. I love Ingram. Yeah, but I'm no, just talking about for the good of the Lakers. Yeah, no, of course. Um, the what was I saying? Oh yeah, everyone. The speculation with Kawhi to LA is just a lot. Also because um, people are starting to think or starting to get the sense that he's interested in his, you know, his pockets and his assets and his money and maybe he didn't before, but his uncle, wherever this family member of his is, like, you know, come into his ear, like, hey, dude, like. Well, you got to capitalize on this, you know, like, I know you're right. quiet and you don't care. You drive a little forward from 1992, but like, we can't, for the sake of, you know, our, our genes and genetics, like, you need to make this money for right. our future generation. Anyways, um, 
So that's, and you know, LA just has that, you know, that appeal in that market. But I'm telling you, teams are gonna go, I mean, Boston's gonna go after him. Um, any team, every team, Cleveland's gonna go after him. Um, so that's that's the risk for Lakers. It's like, damn, it's like, if there's a race to get this guy, if we're not in it, then. And I don't, to me, I just, if you can get like Kawhi, I, I'd much rather have him than Paul George. Like, look at, so, dude, he, he's proven, like. He's a finals he's, MVP. Finals MVPs, he's. He's got pedigree. He's won championship. Like, he's the guy. He's a piece you want for your team. Like, he was a piece for San Antonio, that's for sure. They would like, be. Wh- why can't he be the piece for any other team? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I think Lakers got to jump on that for sure. And oh, the, man, the whole NBA crazy. is going to be jumping on it. Yeah. Like, you know? Like, it was, like, think about it. Like, it was really tough for me to see, like, Eddie Jones and Nick Van Exel go. Like, I just couldn't believe it. Because that was, like, the first time I started watching basketball. I was like, wow, these guys are gone? Really? Like, like, and I really loved them. But little did I know it was for, like, you know, to open it up for Kobe and Shaq, you know? Yeah. You know, so, you know, it's kind of like same thing, Jordan Clarkson leaving. A lot of Laker fans love him and stuff, you know. But I think I would be ready to give up even Randall or something or do some type of sign trade if anything but maybe Randall I don't even know Josh Hart or something if we can get him or um, I don't know Randall and Ingram but I don't know I think team see Ingram as a better player than Randall I don't know but Randall's coming on strong I don't know it's just too confusing right now yeah it's yeah it is um all right, yeah, but no, we'll so we'll see. If Kawhi doesn't sign the Supermax then this summer, then we'll know that Spurs are going to trade him, basically. Um, so, yeah. All right, let's move on to the Milwaukee game. Now, this game, I, had a, I have a lot to say, actually, about this game. This game, Josh Hart came back. No Lonzo. Um, Brandon Ingram played. Hey, Josh Hart looks skinnier, dude. <laughs> I'm dead serious. This dude's definitely lost some. I mean, he looked strong right before he got hurt. Like, he looked like he was... I mean, he's been looking, like, strong since the beginning of the season. But it looked like he got skinnier. Like, he's lost some of his bulk. He lost some of his muscle. That's what I thought. First impression as soon as I saw him. I was like, wait, what happened to him? And then you just told me, like, didn't this guy just say, like, he was playing, like, 10 hours of Fortnite before a game or something (laughs) like that? Like, come on. This is the NBA. Like, how are you going to play 10 hours of a video game? Stay off the weed. Uh, this Fortnite game is spreading like crazy and it's affecting Josh Hart. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so th- this is the kind of game that really bugs me. This reminded me and this reminded me of the Orlando game. Um, well, I know it doesn't mean anything to you guys, but <laughs> um, but basically we took a Okay, the first two minutes of the game, we took a timeout. First, Again? Uh, yeah, again. And then... <laughs> 40 seconds into the third quarter, we call the timeout. Coming so like, out of the half locker time, room at halftime. Yeah. And so what does that tell you? That means there's some sleepiness going on. And who is the master of sleepy time? None other than Stay Brandon Ingram. Listen, Lake fans, I, as, uh, you know, I'll reiterate this. I'm a huge Brandon Ingram fan. Love the guy. But this guy, I seriously blame this game on him. This He was so... Dud disengaged dud, this game. Dud like, game for sure it was like he was so out of it like it was like you shouldn't you shouldn't even have been there like you might just don't even like honestly that's how i felt 
Because, okay, Lonzo didn't play in Ingram. He played the point guard, right? But I think when he's playing point guard, that doesn't mean, like, for you not to shoot and stuff. Like, for you not to, like, right. be in attack mode. Five more, five Lakers shot more field goal attempts than Ingram. This fool should be, he should be shooting the most. Brooke Lopez shot more than him. Randall. Pope. Pope. Who got ejected in the second quarter shot more shots than Ingram in the whole game. In the whole game, are you serious? Josh Hart wow. shot more than Ingram. Zubak shot more than Ingram. And we were down 20 points in the third quarter. I, I, That's crazy. Like, how is the how Brandon Ingram? Like, you need to be top three shooting every single game. Like, I don't care what's happening. Like, if this that that right there shows you how disengaged he was. It's like. He wasn't, That's terrible. He wasn't there. So I don't know. Anyways, and then, so listen, we were down 20 in the third, and then who is this comeback led by this game? None other uh, than... Don't tell me Travis Ware. Not Travis Ware this time. <laughs> the other one. Alex Caruso. Caruso. Alex Caruso led the comeback charge down 20. It was him and Zubak and Kuzma who, like... But Crusoe is doing like a lot of the stuff and Hey, look at these they're out there to they gotta make a name for themselves. This is it. This is their time, this is their moment. They're coming up from the G League. They better play. They gotta be ready to play. You yeah. know, the professionals at the end of the day. So and this is I mean, don't get me wrong, he's a good player, but you know, whenever that happens, dude, like teams you're up twenty, like I mean we've experienced it. We've been up twenty in a game, like pickup or not pickup game, but you've been up and then you know, you mentally you relax and the other team just you know, they're just out playing you. They're just out hustling you, getting back into the game, and that's that's exactly what happened. Like, yeah, they just let down. Yeah. Um. And so the score, so the score was tied with two minutes and thirty seconds left in the game. In the next minute and a half or so, Ingram missed three free throws. Big ones. I think Randall had a bad shooting. And then uh, Randall had a drive to the basket. I think it was to tie the game. Um. And it just like it went, he just went too hard, hit the backboard, uh, came off. I remember that. And then, I think, oh, dude, what, what was Randall's free throw shooting that game? I think he uh, shot pretty bad too. I don't remember. I don't have that down. But um, so check this: with a minute left, the score was tied 112-112. Kuzma took a a pretty wild three pointer with like 35 seconds left. Right. And he missed. Then Bledsoe came down and missed a three with 15 seconds left. But then Chris Middleton got the offensive rebound and then missed the game yeah. winner. Like he could have won the game. Um, and then it was a Bledsoe show in overtime. Yeah, it was a Bledsoe show in overtime. In overtime, it was when Ingram went to the locker room for his apparent, I don't know. They're saying it's either, it's it's a neck injury in one it's or four. Next, next injury, it's a head, it's a concussion. I don't know which one it is. Concussion or neck? Concussion, neck. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk Contusion, about that. Contusion. Heard all the stuff. No, anyways. So, yeah, Ingram, Ingram was just like, all right, I'm sleepy. I don't feel like playing, guys. I got a locker room. <laughs> anyways, no, I'm just, I'm just messing. But um, Lakers were down two with 10 seconds left. Kuzma shot a three for the win. He missed. We lost by two. And one thing I noticed about Kuzma, he did this on this shot. He like intentionally falls down a lot on his on some yeah. threes. Like that's a bad. I think it's a bad habit. Like I understand he's trying to like, he does it to try to get a foul, but I've seen him do it a bunch this year. And like he either needs right. to fix how he does it to where he gets the call more, because he looks like he yeah. just he's acting. Take like, a page out of Lou Williams' book. Yeah, like he needs to learn. Yeah, he needs to learn that Ginobili Lou Williams, like 
get the call. He's a rookie. He's not going to get a lot of them, too. Yeah, that's true. Um, anyway, so, in, okay, Kuzma finished with 27, 12 rebounds, 6 assists. Brooke Lopez, 20 points. Randall, 18 and 10. Josh Hart double-doubled uh, in his first game back. 13 points, 13 rebounds. Nice. Zubak had 16 and 5. Ingram had 12 points, 3 rebounds, 6 assists, 5 turnovers. 5 turnovers would not get the job done. And those 3 missed free throws at the end of the game. Yep. And Zubak can't, Hart can't shoot more than you, ever. Um... All right, let's just run through these next two games. The Kings game. So basically, Laker fans, for the rest of the next few, these next games we're going to talk about in the rest of the season, no Lonzo, no Ingram, no Isaiah. So for this Kings game, Caruso and Kuzma started. Now Caruso is going to be, he's starting point guard. Um... Yeah, this was just... I don't, know, I don't have too many notes on this game. There was just too many missed free throws and turnovers down the stretch. Randall, I think I think this is the game Randall missed a bunch of free throws. Oh, okay. Alex Caruso, um, I remember he had a bad turnover at the end. Brooke Lo- and Oh, oh, this was the game. Oh, we got to talk about this. Oh, I forgot about this. The Lakers. Okay, so with less than 10 seconds left, Brooke Lopez hit a three. Uh-huh. And whatever, like the game was over. Basically, it was like a. I think it was just like a nothing shot. Like it was just right. like. Prior to him making that shot, the Lakers hadn't made a field goal. For the last six minutes and thirty seconds of the game, how does that happen? Like, how does that happen? Like, what do you think? I mean, Luke Walton can't see that coming. Like, you can't call a timeout and literally just drop. You, not even drop a play, just be like, okay, this is what we're going to do every single time. Feed the ball to Kuzma, feed the ball to Randall. Like, let's get this, let's get a shot up. Let's play a two-man game. I'm sure if you cleared the court out and just be like, okay, we can't score. We haven't scored in the last three minutes. Let's just clear the court out and play a two-man game with these two guys. You're going to tell me you can't get a bucket out of that? Like, how does that happen? I don't know how a group of NBA players... That's being outcoached. Like, yeah, that's... I, I have to put on... I mean... You're saying NBA players, I'm saying coach. I mean, it's both for sure. But come on, like these guys are professionals. Like it's just simple basketball. I mean, I make it sound easier than what it is, but no, it's um, just a team. When it doesn't, it really is. When you're playing a bad team too, like the Sacramento Kings, the Queens, and you can't score in the last six minutes of a game. That's embarrassing. When that's you have a Kyle Kuzma and Randall on the on the team on the court, I mean. It's, I mean, I feel like you almost have to try to make that happen. Like, is that really? I mean, we we How's that we're, we're nobodies when we play in park league games. We don't go six minutes without scoring. I don't remember. I don't think that's ever. I don't happened. think it's ever happened. Like, yeah, yeah it was uh, strange, man. Embarrassing. Yeah, let's just let's move on. Bogdan Bogdanovich. <laughs> Yeah, it always kills us. I hate all Sacramento Kings, and for some, for some reason, I kind of well. like that guy. I kind of like Bogdanovich. No, he's a good player. Don't get me he's wrong. Like, I like him. He's a good. He's a good. He plays. Uh, he's a competitor. Yeah, he like, goes out there to play for sure. Like, yeah. De'Aaron Fox, I I don't care about at all. I, Buddy, he'll kill us. He doesn't he always kill. I feel like he always. I, I feels us. like it feels like he's always trying like extra hard against the Lakers, <laughs> like. 
whenever you see, whenever I see like clips of Sacramento playing against other teams, like I feel like he's not really in it or he's not really trying. But it feels like when he comes comes to Hollywood, like he's like, okay, I'm ready to put on the show. Yeah, well, I'll tell you someone who always kills the Lakers that should not and never kills anyone else. Who's that? Ricky Rubio. Oh my God! Don't get me started with this guy. And Utah, who we played for like yesterday. the last like three years, it feels like this dude's always showing up looking like Jordan. Whether he's on the Timberwolves or the Jazz, like Ricky Rubio kills the Lakers. I think he had like thirty points in this game. Yeah. I like think he had thirty points in the previous game too. Yeah. Like, I, there's some weird thing going bro, on. Oh, he sees Caruso like a G League <laughs> dude on him. He's like, okay, there's no way this guy's gonna guard me. He, he was schooling him. He was really schooling Caruso. Yeah. Like in every way, like he was shooting over him, just driving it to the basket. He just looked a step quicker than every single person on the court, and he was just doing whatever he wanted. It was amazing, really. And he he turned into a scorer that game. Like this dude looked like he was like the ultimate scorer. It was crazy. Yeah, uh, and you know this Utah team has just been on such a roll. I didn't expect the Lakers to win, and they didn't. Um, they kind of cut it close at the end, but. Kind of ran out of it gas. just they, they they were not gonna win this game like Don, dude donovan mitchell man this guy's this dude just turned it on this dude just woke dude. up in like the third fourth quarter he just he was kind of quiet in the first half i remember and then he just just put the game away he just hit this couple big threes like three four feet behind the line just set up and just splash like i the only other players i see doing that are like harden lillard and like curry mm-hmm. and like he's like putting himself up there with that like sh- shoot with that range yeah. that type of like percentage uh he he's gonna be special yeah like he I don't, he reminds me the way his demeanor and like his how poised he is and he he reminds me of like both yeah. Dwayne Wade and Damian Lillard like I don't know he just like gives me mix. that vibe like yeah, even a bit of a mix too even like Kuzma like, in terms of his offensive play he Donovan Mitchell does not look like a rookie too yeah like he's, play, he he's, like he's playing like a like a legitimate all-star yeah i'm serious like it's crazy <laughs> yeah i think he scored like i looked today or yesterday he he scored over 20 points for at least the last 11 games straight over 20 points that's nuts um wow yeah anyways um yeah no utah it'll be interesting to see them in the playoffs um they're on such a roll it's i don't feel like no one wants to play them like up at the top seeds like you don't want to i feel like you don't want to play this team right now like they're um they're on a roll Rudy um, Gobert, Pope, Contavious Caldwell Pope had 28 points, five rebounds, five threes. Kuzma had 26 points, six rebounds. Um, Randall had 12 points, 12 rebounds, nine assists. Triple double watch, but five turnovers. Not get the job done. And the free throws. Kuzma was seven for 12 free throws. Ouch. Randall was six for 10. So we lose the game by seven, and Randall and Kuzma combined to miss nine free throws. That's not good. <laughs> that is not good at all. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was a quiet game for Randall after a while. I mean, he was scored, what, like 12, 13 points, but you almost expecting him to score 20, and obviously a big part of that is not making free throws. Yeah. All right, well, that's it for those games. Let's just let's just go ahead and talk about Kuzma a bit more. So, 
Cool. All I have is his stats from. I have his stats from the last ten games, and that's not including tonight, which he had thirty points. But he's averaging over his last ten, twenty-two points, eight rebounds, three threes a game. Wow. Forty-eight percent from the field. Forty-eight percent from the field. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Holy crap. Dude, this guy is. That is I'm just I'm ridiculous rookie numbers. Like, just in awe of him. Like, like the shots he makes. They're they're not just. They're so skilled. Like they're very skilled shots. Like they're not just like athleticism or like strength. Like they're very like guard. Dude, like he kind of shots. I mean, he has a really nice step in when he comes down downhill on the three like or even coming off of a screen like he is he sets up his feet really well i mean he's feels it always looks like he's lined up like he doesn't shoot like some weird acrobatic looking shot mm-hmm. you know what i mean it feels like he's always under control and dude he he has a good spin move he drives the ball left and right you know obviously that hook shot we've talked about but i mean he's making like you know it feels like he's making finger rolls like yeah. flip shots Fadeaways. I mean, yeah. I remember the game against Ingles. He had a nice, like, it, it, almost Kobe-esque, like, fadeaway. I mean, he didn't, he didn't need to fall that back just because he's taller than Ingles. But he had a nice drop step turnaround. I mean, hitting threes, like, catch and shoot, quick release. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not as quick as Clay Thompson, but, like, it's, he's quick. Just, it's quick. It's it's there, you know. Yeah. And he's tall. Like, yeah. he, he's hard to guard. Like, yeah. Yeah, he's it's he's even today, man. He just looked like a killer. He looked like he was on a mission. He looked like just a baller. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I'm I'm sort of like lost for words on, about him. Just I don't know. It's just it's he's he's really good. He's really good. Every time he shoots, I think it's gonna go in for some reason. Like it right. just because his shot looks beautiful too. Like it's so it's like he has like the perfect hand elbow wrist like lineup like it's like so straight it looks like that's why it always looks like it's gonna go in because like his form is always look his form aligns with his body which is like both are in a straight line like it always looks like those mechanics are really good and it's quick and it's like he's doing euro steps he's now he's starting to like dribble drive himself like bring up himself which i love seeing like I think the more the Lakers he should be doing that more. Yeah, I think the more the Lakers encourage him to like get his handles up and his, you know, just being able to get the rebound and go. This 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 guy and he has a mentality. Like he doesn't like he has like a I don't know, it doesn't it seems different. Like like when I him versus like Ingham and Lonzo a bit. You, like, you know what's gonna be really interesting to me? Like into next season. Mm-hmm. Like I, I really think I, I don't know, no one can tell the future. But from what I see, I think, I mean, there's only a year difference between Ingram and Kuzma. I think Ingram, I, mean, I think Kuzma is going to take over that alpha spot mm-hmm. of being, okay, like I'm the best player on this team and I'm, I should be the number, you know, who knows as of right now, let's say I should be the number one option, mm-hmm. you know, what's going to be interesting to see is I don't know if how Ingram is going to take that or how it's going to hurt his ego or you know how Randall, you know, he came off the bench, you know, the beginning of this season, you know, kind of hurt his ego and he was a little, yeah. you know, being complacent and stuff like that. Um, so I just want to see, like, that would be interesting chemistry. I just want to see how that plays out. And um, 
Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, when Kobe took over, like, the Eddie Jones spot. Like, Eddie Jones was clearly, like, the more solid, legit player. Mm-hmm. And then eventually he was gone and Kobe took over. But uh, this Ingram and Kuzma thing is going to be, I mean, if they can gel together really well, that'd be interesting. Kind of like John Wall and Bradley Beal. You know, they play well together, but, uh, you know, it's, it's weird because sometimes Bradley Beal ends up scoring more points than John Wall, but everyone knows that John Wall is the, the better player. Mm-hmm. You know, I just want to see if that type of thing is going to involve with Ingram and Kuzma. Yeah, I think, I mean, any concern you may have there, I think is would be ameliorated by the Lakers just starting them both. Like, then I don't think there'd be any right. issue. Like, yeah. Ingram seems like a super unselfish dude. Like, it doesn't seem like... Right. Like, he, he, you get the sense he likes moving the ball and passing it. Like... I think he's there to win. Yeah. He plays to win, you know. Whether if he gets his numbers or not, I think he's there to win. Yeah. So, like, I think as long as... Dude, I swear the Lakers should plan. I mean, if, if the Lakers are just going to move forward with the youth movement, like, if they don't... Let's just say they strike out every free agent for the next two years or whatever, I would plan for the Ingram to be my two and Kuzma my three. That'd be That's what I would plan. Like, I wouldn't even plan for it to be the three and the four. I would go find another big body, put Randall at the four or the five, and then get me, like, a... LeBron. I don't know. Get me a yeah. I mean <laughs> yeah. Obviously, I mean if they strike out on like right. all the like if I'm trying to think of someone who could just fit there like uh, that's you know decent like uh, I don't know. It's not coming to me. Um, it's all good. You could plug in any guy. Any even like three? even like a like, Kevin Love kind of guy or something. Right. Like, like, Kevin Love ish like four or five that can shoot yeah, yeah like i mean you know something shoot, like that kind of body. player like a, a long dude like a chris like, bosh kind of yeah. player like you know i mean kuzma and ingram are long yeah like, like you put lonzo listen, you got lonzo as a point guard dude. he's long for a point guard yeah you know the only weird thing is you got randall who's you know kind of short-armed and kind of short but hey he, he's got that but, bully ball yeah you know yeah that no, makes I, up for it i just think the lakers should uh, my only point is the lakers should plan for Ingram and Kuzma to be the two and the three rather than the three and the four is what I'm saying. Because the Kuzma and Ingram has such good guard skills and ball handling skills that they can be. I mean, if Ingram's playing the point guard, he can obviously play the two guard. I mean, yeah. So just put him there. Like, don't tell me he's only playing point or small forward. Like, I don't, I don't want to hear that. Um, yep. Anyways, let's uh, let's move on. Um, let's talk about okay. The main thing we want to talk about today is really these injuries. And we've talked a lot off the air. Just, you know, we have our crazy, wacky conspiracy theories about not just the Lakers, but all teams in the NBA. Just, like, resting guys and, you know, just, I mean. Okay, anyways, let's let's just get into it. Let's get into Let's talk about first. Well, Lonzo is fine. And Ingram is fine. Okay. Let's, who do you want to talk about first? Lonzo, Ingram, or Isaiah? Isaiah. Let's start with Isaiah. All right. So... Isaiah is, is interesting. So, as oh, I this we, dude comes back and he gets surgery. <laughs> like, he plays, and then, okay, now I'm not going to play because now we're not going to be in the playoffs. So, now I don't give a shit. Now I'm just going to get surgery. <laughs> no, it's not. It's like, no, this dude you're is. You're not like, good. You're not ready to play. Why did you ever come back? Yeah, that's the real question. Like, but then, but the history of him is so. Let me, I'm just going to flow this really quick because it's really crazy. And a lot of fans, I don't think, know this. Because Isaiah Thomas, it's it's a sad story, but it's kind of it's messed up. But so when he was on the Celtics, and he hurt his hip, um, I think towards I don't it was in the regular season, but 
the advice he had gotten from the Boston medical staff was like, you know, this is okay. I mean, it's okay for you to keep playing on this and like do with it later. Like, and then memory, if you remember in the playoffs when they played against Cleveland and then he, after game one or two, he just, he stopped playing. Like right. his hip just completely it gave out. He, yeah. It gave out. It hit, and, and, and then it was found out later that, I mean, the reports say that either this medical staff at Boston, like they just withheld information or they didn't tell him the full extent of his injury is what is what reports say. And so really, and it had, it was so controversial. I mean, it's controversial over there, not here in LA that the Celtics and Danny Ainge actually fired their entire training staff. What are you talking about? Because of this. All because of this Isaiah situation, like that's how, what? That's how bad and like malpractice it was that they wow, just fired that's crazy. him, right? And Isaiah said he was interviewed in, I think December or something, and he said, if the Celtics had told me up front all of that information, I wouldn't have played in the playoffs. Like I would have, I would right. have sat out and just if I couldn't play, I would, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that happens. He gets hurt in the playoffs, and then he has to get the surgery. And so now he's whatever they they trade him to the Cleveland and he I mean no one knows for sure no one now can say Boston what is didn't want to make that same mistake with Kyrie Irving now hey, so, yeah that's true that's true Kyrie just got surgery like yeah I mean his playoffs are starting now and they're telling him to go get surgery that's crazy yeah see even that oh, I didn't think about that but so no one knows but like I'm gonna speculate this is my speculation that he rushed back too quick from his injury because now it's like okay he's been dead hell bent on making this money getting this max contract he's like if i don't play and show if this season what i can do then i'm not gonna be able to get my money so maybe he rushed back remember cleveland was like found was playing was i think they were or are they going to win? i don't remember but whatever he came back to cleveland he didn't play well Nah, and this never is, got it together. He played like 15 this games. Is why, and this is why I said the Lakers were punting their season with the trade because I was like, you're trading for someone who just looked awful. Like, he played like really at least bad. 10 games on Cleveland. Like, like, there's no way this trade... Everyone knows this trade isn't for you. It's for the salary cap. But it's like, we're also not just trading for... We're trading for like an asset that we don't even know if it can last. And it didn't last. No. It did, he couldn't even play 20 games on the mm. hip. And now he's back getting surgery on his hip again. Poor guy. I mean, it's it a, it's a sad story. Like it really is because he's also was the last pick of an NBA draft. He's a 60th pick. He's made it this far. I mean, top five MVP candidate. And for a team to like basically run you into the ground because it's the playoffs. Right. Um. So you know, and Celtics fan. Oh, Celtics fans. Oh, they love Isaiah. Oh, we. Yeah, the Celtics fans. You guys are the ones that messed them up. It's all you guys' fault. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah. So, anyways, that's that's the Isaiah situation. So he's done for the he's done for the year, um, and I feel it's gonna be tough for him to get a, a good deal next year. I feel like because now it's like okay, now you've had two, oh, you're, you're two hip surgeries. Injury prone player, like, and it's the hip, like the hips. Think about basketball; like, that's all movement, all that's like, like everything. Yeah, it's everything. It's your core, basically. Yeah. You know, core. I mean, it's at the core of your body. I mean, anyways, um, so. If I was a team, like if I'm the Lakers, there is no way in hell I'm giving him any money. Like just because I'm not, I don't, I don't, I don't invest in injury risky 
things and right. i don't invest in five seven people in a, in a sport where height right. and size matters so all that combined i don't know we'll see like i'm gonna tell you one team i'm gonna tell you who i'm speculating for some reason that's gonna get him I think the Spurs are going to get him for some reason. Oh, Isaiah Thomas? Really? Yeah. yeah. You think I, so? I, yeah, I could see him. I could see that working out. Like, yeah? Yeah. I could. I don't know why. That's my That's my guess, I think. You think you could play under Popovich's system? Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, we saw him. He was a good passer. Like, we, we didn't. I didn't know that about him. Yeah. Like, no, he showed he, me. He's, he's actually, he sure. likes to pass. I thought he was, like, a bit of a chucker, but what he showed me on the L, I don't know if that's how he played last year. I didn't really watch him that much, but. I was impressed by his. He can make plays not, for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. He he used to f- spoon feed Zubak. I remember that. Yeah, uh, yeah. He he definitely find guys and knows how to collapse the defense and like you know kick it out and stuff like. No, he's a good player, but yeah, he's just really small. I don't know. Yeah, it's so gonna be interesting. My guess. I'm just my throw in the dart. My throw in the, my. I don't even know the saying, but I'm guessing. For some reason, Spurs are gonna get they're gonna get him like a good cheap deal, you know how they like to get him at like six million dollars or something. And yeah, he whatever. Take it. He has to understand that dude, your body isn't, you know, giving you a hundred percent. And now his second surgery. I mean, that's, that's yeah, that's bad. scary. That's not, not that's scary for the hip. I mean, I mean, when do you hear about hip injuries in the NBA? Like, you don't even hear about that. I mean, we also we've all seen what's, what's happened, what happened to Derrick Rose and stuff. You know, these great players and they get injured and injured over and over the same injury, and then all of a sudden they're they can play, but they're never the same player. You know, so yeah. All right, let's move on. Let's talk. Okay, let's talk about same injuries. So let's talk about Lonzo. So this knee contusion he had in that what was it Dallas game? One bit of concern. I guess is that it was the same knee that he hurt early in the season when he missed those right. twenty games or whatever. It's the same knee. Um, oh my god, it's the same knee. <laughs> so this is this is what. Okay, I have this crazy theory about what? why the Lakers coddling and babying of the baby Lakers is actually a bad thing. Um, I'm gonna get into teach them to be soft. Yeah. Um, but no, th- okay, this is weird. So he gets a knee contusion. He he says after the game, "Oh, it's a bruise. I just got hit in the back of my knee." He said he told, I think it was a Mike Trudell, he or was it John Ireland? But he said, "I got a dead leg." And he uh-huh. looked at, I think he looked at John Ireland. He's like, you know what a dead leg is? I think he said something like, "Yeah, along those lines." Oh man. Yeah, and he okay. said like, "Oh, it was just a dead leg." Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, dead leg. You come back to like next day, you're. Like, it should nothing. be fine. Like, it's nothing. nothing. Like nothing. it's for a second it hurts. Like feel sharp amount of pain. You know whatever. Because you, you're just getting hit at a certain angle. And that's not a know? knee thing anyway. It's not it's a not knee a thing. Knee. Yeah. I mean, this is Dirk Nowitzki. Like how like how physical is Dirk Nowitzki going to be playing that he's going to really bump into your knee that bad where like oh my god you can't even walk and now you're totally injured. I mean, I, I think he's fine to be honest with you. Like. Uh, I mean, he looks fine. Like he doesn't look like he's worried about his knee. Um, I mean, at least on the Instagram videos, you see he posts and stuff like that on his Snapchat and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I, I just really think he's fine. I, you know what sucks is like I really want to see a Lakers play. Like I even want to go to a game, but I almost don't want to go if he's not gonna be playing. Yeah, it's uh, it sucks. And don't you? I mean, don't you want to finish a season like on the court? Like yeah, that's always like a. I don't know. To me, that's like a, a mental W that you can at least finish the season on the court. Like, yeah, don't finish the season like you know injured 
I mean, that just looks bad to me. Yeah. Um, and what was you know what's crazy to me is that the the Lakers gave him an MRI after that. Really? Yeah. I mean, no, they no, probably I'm, have no, an MRI no, in the I'm back sorry, of the MR, locker room. No, or something an like MRI that. is like that's that's a big deal. That's serious. I mean, yeah. that means you think like if you if you know if someone tells you, hey, I just got like need in the back of my calf like there i there's no i, I just can't see it's it seems but what i don't like about that is like it's putting like i don't know it just puts like crazy thoughts into the player's minds so i feel like it could right. like oh mri, MRI. i think an mri i mean but you know it's like eh, i don't know i you know what james worthy said it best though like uh you know i was watching the spectrum of the post game show and he said like he just said lonzo ball's body isn't ready like i kind of agree with him I just don't think his body's ready. He said he's too skinny. He doesn't have enough strength. I mean, he needs to get in the gym. He needs to get in the weight room. He needs to get stronger. He needs to eat better. And, uh, you know, I, hopefully he'll take that advice from, you know, Big Game James and he'll come back next season stronger. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, no, hopefully. Um, yeah, I just, you don't want to see. Yeah, he's just been he's been consistently injured since summer league. Yeah. We've talked about it. Summer league, preseason, regular season. Middle season, like he went out like what, three times now in the middle of the season? Like Yeah. He's um, missed what, twenty six games, you said? Something like that. That's a lot. That's he's like a missed, third of the now season. he's missed more than John Stockton did his entire career. That's nuts. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely like some that this it's too much babying, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's too much of it. That, that's not, the babying that I want to talk about when this now this is in terms of Brandon Ingram because this had me thinking about something that Laker fans might have forgotten. But okay, in, yeah. in that Milwaukee game, Ingram reportedly he took a shot to the head, and then the Lakers they tested him for a concussion either that day or like whatever it's like the preliminary results were negative on the concussion they diagnosed him with a neck muscle contusion this word contusion it's so i swear it's the most like it's, so vague it's like the word like, like yeah it's like it mean anything mean like a hundred million things like <laughs> can mean yeah but then later on days later a couple days later they did end up diagnosing him with a concussion and placed him into the concussion protocol. Now, to me, the head and the neck are completely, they're not the same. Like, I don't, I mean, it's gotta be one or the, I, I don't know, I'm not a doctor, but if I get a neck contusion, if I get like a neck thing, like, right. that's not Where like my concussion head. concussion coming to like, play? Yeah, and then, you know. I mean, if you saw it, it was like, like at the back of his neck like that's where he got hit like looked like towards the bottom like i mean to the top of his neck bottom of the head but i don't think it was it didn't look that hard like it really didn't you know i felt like he it's walked just, out he walked back on his own and, uh, yeah i mean uh, i don't know it's too much of his baby okay I think. now the baby this is this is and it has to do exactly with bathing because so what i want to talk about is uh, what should I talk about first? Okay, I want to talk about Summer League. Remember the first, first game, game of Summer League when Ingram, you know, remember he he, he got a cramp. Game. He got a cramp and they sat him out. Think it was about, calf, right? Yeah. Yeah. He got a cramp and Magic Johnson decided to shut him down for the entire Summer League. At the time, I mean, I thought it was crazy at the time. 
And then I just completely forgot about it. I was like, whatever. And then now I'm I thinking think about it again. like, okay, he scored 22 and he's no, like, but like, he's good enough to play against these but, guys. Like, but, okay, bro. that's it. We don't want to risk an injury. But that's, but bro, I mean, my, you keep on doing it over and over and over. No, my thing is like, a cramp isn't serious. Like, it's not something you like would go. I mean, if it's one thing, it's like if he tweaked a knee or tweaked an ankle, I then I can understand because it's like, all right, now we're dealing with ligaments and joints. Like, a cramp? Right. And you're going to shut him down? Okay. So to me, okay, so now my theory is that I have an uncle who he had this little thing he would do with his with his child, his baby. He, and I, I remember I went and visited him. And his his son, you know, was maybe two years old or something, like fell. And he was like, all right. He's like, don't, don't go pick him up. Like, don't, like don't go after him like it was like a big deal or anything like right because i was about to and he was like no no i do that i i read about this and this thing like if a baby falls and like when it's the mom or parent coming and rushing at it right that like makes them want to uh that makes them cry because they think right. something's wrong like right, even of course without knowing what it is necessarily like right. the fall might just been a fall right so then, yeah, so, and I thought that was really interesting. I was like, that, that's very interesting. And like, so I watched, I remember, I saw my cousin fall a few times in ways where like, kids would normally cry if they felt like that. But the kid uh, never, he never cried. Cause like, he just got up. He just like, was like, oh, it's just like a fall. And it was, you know what I mean? So what I'm saying, so my analogy is like, Magic Johnson shutting Ingram down for um, cramps is like a parent, like, it's like, but I'm like rushing to the aid of the kid who doesn't necessarily need it. But what that does, I think, is it actually weakens the kid. It's true. Like it makes them like mentally. Yeah, it makes them like perceive things in a more sharpened or heightened way. Like, like now it's like, oh, any little thing I have, like I should just like I, I should play not it I should, off I should, it. I should, Literally, I shouldn't play. Or oh, I should. I this is this could be really bad or something. Like it's right. kind of. And so, what do you think about that? I don't know. This is like some... I don't like... I think it's not good with... I, I mean, I think it's fine to rest players, all that stuff. I'm all into that. I'm all into this whole new era. Let's not get hurt. Let's rest, rest, rest. But like... Uh, yeah, the this coddling that's been... I mean, what I do mean you, okay. The thing is, like, what I don't understand is... Well, let's just say, okay, his... You know, recovers from his concussion protocol. Like, he plays his one or his two games out, whatever it is. I don't know what it is exactly, but... If he's ready to, if he can play, if he's able to play, I think he should be on the court. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care if there's, I don't care if you're not in the playoff race. Like, I don't care if there's five games left or, you know. Uh, but I think Lakers are in no position to be resting guys and not playing them. Like, you're not making the playoffs. You're not a good team. You need to be as best as you can be, and you need to enter- entertain your fans. Like, this is for the fans. You know what I mean? Like, people want to see Lonzo play. People want to see Ingram play. You know, and if they're able to, then they should. Like, I just don't agree with them sitting out for the last five games and not finishing off the season. Like, if he's able to and if he's willing to, like, he has to be out there. Like, it's not even his choice. Like, you got to put him out there. He's got to be there. Like, it's too much baby. You know, and I agree with you. That whole, the the baby theory. You know, you see, you, you even see kids. Like, when I have my niece and nephew fall down, you can tell sometimes when they're fake crying, you know, you see it. Like, and mm-hmm. then no one's just like, you, you have to call them out on it. Like, mm-hmm. dude, stop, you gotta grow up. Like, 
you know mature up and you know it's it's a, it's a learning experience mm-hmm. but too much babying yeah since from the beginning of the season till now till the end of the season i think the, the call is like now they're gonna be shut down for you know the rest like i, I just think that's it's hurting them all right let's move on and talk about uh liangelo ball liangelo ball is entering the nba draft wow what that's interesting yeah um I mean, he's declared for it. Like he's declared for it. They have an agent. This is, you know, Lavar has been having the master plan. He's got one of his boys starting on the Lakers. What do you they, think they of the re- chance? The, their goal is to really get him on the Lakers for sure. Oh yeah. I, mean, um, I don't know if the Lakers are gonna draft him. I don't think they are. Like I don't know if they're gonna, you know, waste that pick on, on him. Um, I mean, he, I think he's really got to prove himself, like, through the G League. Like, I think he's going to be – if he can show that he can – like, these guys like Caruso and Travis Ware, have, how they prove themselves in the G League and they're on the roster, I think Jello's going to have to do the same thing. And he's going to have to be an exceptional, exceptional outstanding shooter just because of – from what I've seen of him, of his height and his athleticism. Um, yeah, I think that's how he's going to have to prove himself. He's going to – he has to become, like, a Clay Thompson-like shooter. Yeah, uh, and, and yeah, you, it would make no sense for the Lakers to draft him and waste a pick on him, especially if the Lakers' intel, if they find out, hey, listen, there's absolutely no team that's going to draft this kid, and it makes no sense to draft him. Just pick him up after the draft and throw him onto the G League team, the, the South Bay Lakers. Like, that's what has to... I mean, if the Lakers are interested in this at all, this potential ball family reunion in L.A., this is how the Lakers have to do it. And look, the Lakers are smart. Mario Johnson's smart. Look at who we just drafted last year late in the rounds. Kuzma, Hart, Thomas Bryant, who's been good in the G League as far as I've seen. Um, so there's no way. The Lakers cannot. You can't, waste the, you can't waste the pick on that, especially if you know you can just get him afterwards. So, and yeah, so I, I, I'm, I'm actually curious if he has to enter the draft to get onto the G League. Like, I don't, I don't know, because that'd be kind of like, I think it'd be kind of embarrassing if you just don't get drafted. It's like, I feel like they'd want to avoid that kind of like, I guess, publicity or I don't know. Anyways, um, now quickly, it's, LeVar has been super quiet lately, dude. All, pretty much most of 2018 since the beginning. It's just been, been yeah. laying low in Lithuania. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, yeah, we haven't heard much from him. Uh, I mean, he's got his show and stuff. I mean, I remember seeing a clip, actually. He's wearing a suit, and he's got his glasses on. He's looking at a stat book. And uh, Jello had, like, a pretty off, like, shooting, like, I don't know, for a few games. And uh, he was just, like, dissecting him and telling him, like, what you're shooting is not going to get it done. He was telling that <laughs> to his son. I think they're sitting on the plane or on the train or something like that. And Jello was just like staring at him, you know, like how we've seen a million times. But uh, yeah, I think I think he's been quiet just because, like, whatever you know, he predicted in the beginning of the season that you know Lonzo was going to lead the Lakers to the playoffs and you know stuff like that. And I think that's not happening or it's not true. Um. I think that's why he just kind of kept his mouth shut. But I would not be surprised next season once 
Lonzo comes out, and if he's playing amazing, if he's playing really well, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, LeVar, you know, gets back on the scene and he's promoting his big baller brand and, you know, doing LeVar shenanigans. So. Yeah, either way, it's a, it's a good thing as far as I can tell. It's good that his momentum in the media has died down because it's hard to get that back. Um, I mean, you have to do some or do or say some pretty, I feel like a multiple outlandish things in a row to like get back to the height that he was at previously, which is good. I mean, it's good for the media to to lower the volume on him. I I feel like if it's even just it's better for the Lakers, yeah, it's great it's for, better for the Lakers and it's better for Lonzo too. So. Yeah, no, it's, it is, and and hopefully you know, and it's good to see that Magic Johnson might be winning this war. Like he maybe he's a part of this, like probably. Just, but it's good. I mean, it's good that he's. You think Lavar realizes that? That what I'm doing, what I was doing, you know, being in the media like that was hurting my my boy and my hurting my boy's team. Like, I mean, Lavar's a smart guy. He knows. Like, but I, again, at the same time, there's like his ego is there, and you know, for him, you know, no publicity is bad publicity. So maybe the. I feel like the only thing that could have happened potentially would be if Lonzo came to him like on the side, you know, it's like, yeah, and he told him like, hey, you're, this is affecting me. Like, I'm, I'm actually you like, you think Lonzo would do that? I don't possibly. know. Possibly. I don't know. I mean, it's, maybe it's possible. It's possible. Um, but I don't know. Maybe it's just because he's. But the thing is, with I mean, if Levar wanted to, he could just get. I was gonna say maybe he's in because he's in Lithuania. There's and. ESPN has just left them there. There's no, everyone's left. No, at first ESPN was interesting. They went over, they flew a reporter. Now they're not there anymore. But I was thinking like he could easily just go on Instagram live and stay some crazy stuff if he wanted to. Like it's not hard right. for him to get his, if he had something to say, he could get out in two oh, seconds. Sure. Like so, so yeah, I mean, it's, he's definitely, he's doing it. He's clearly, he's decided somehow that I'm going to quiet myself at least for this period of time. But what he might, what I'm saying is, what he might not know how this is that I'm saying that momentum he lost. Next time he says something, eh, yeah, yes, you know, talk about it for a little bit, but eh, it's not gonna be like last time, and no one's gonna care as much. That's what I think. Which I think is true. Which is good. Yeah, it is a good um, thing for sure. Yeah. So, all right, let's let's talk about these last few games. Hey, there's only four games left in the season, man. It feels like just yesterday the season started, like. It's crazy how fast the season goes, but the summer goes by. When the season's off, like it takes so long. I can't believe we gotta wait another four months, what something, for the season to start again. It's gonna be sad. Watch the Lakers play again. But I'm excited for these playoffs. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Um, And we we got to do that playoff podcast because there's a lot to dissect, a lot of juicy stuff to get into. I feel like with the playoffs this year. Uh, Lakers playing all West Coast playoff or almost playoff teams to finish the season out. We play at home against Minnesota Friday, play at home against Utah Sunday, play at home against Houston Tuesday, play the Clippers away on Wednesday to end the season, which is essentially a home game. The season's over. I mean, do we, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm... These are the kinds the of wins and losses is, I don't really... think it could be spoilers for some teams. It's possible. Yeah. And, and they, that, that, that West race is really tight. Yeah, and they may have spoiled it for the Spurs tonight. If the Spurs keep... If they lose some more, then... Um, 
you know, Kawhi, Kawhi Lispers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll put that crying Jordan meme on the Spurs. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. Um, they already broke their streak of 50 game win seasons. Which oh, I, really? Yeah. Like, this is the first time in 18 years they're not going to win 50 games. Oh, wow. I don't really care about those, those kind of statistics, <laughs> but I heard it and I was like, whatever. Um, yeah, so hey, Laker fans, check out the next podcast. It's going to be a good one. We're going to do the end of season awards. Who's the Lakers MVP? Who's the rookie of the year? Who's the most improved player? Who's the biggest surprise? Man, yeah, we can come up with some funky categories too. Like, we'll come up, I'll come up with some interesting stuff. Like G League Player of the Year. G League Player of the Year. Who's your uh, social media guy? Funniest social media. Speaking of social media, follow us on social media at GTLA Lakers 818. And. uh, Bye. Yeah. Laker fans, enjoy the rest of your week. And we will talk to you soon. Shout out to the artist that made this beat. The artist's name is Fleslet. Take care, Laker Nation. Peace out, Lakers.